You're destroying my team. What the fuck is going on, man? And welcome back to another episode of Year-Round Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Troy. Uh, today, after Cinco de Mayo, is at Cease. Cinco says, I don't know. I know habla espanol. Anyway, um, I hope everybody had a good Cinco de Mayo and safe one. It's not often we get them on a Friday, and um, I love tequila. Anyway, uh, so I thought I'd talk a little bit more about the latest transactions going on in the NFL with quarterbacks, possible backup quarterbacks that might not be back, backup quarterbacks, backup running backs that might not be back up for very long, and just kind of you know do a quick little five to ten minute episode, kind of get you caught up on all the latest and greatest that happened over the past week. Uh, not exactly relevant, but Mr. Nick Foles has been released by Indianapolis. We kind of saw this coming because obviously at fourth overall, they grabbed Anthony Richardson. So, you know, the writing was on the wall for Nick Foles. I think they have Gardner Menchu as well. Uh, I know Gardner Menchu right out of the gate is going to be better than Anthony Richardson. But, you know, let's be honest, no one's going to build a franchise around Gardner. So at that point, you might as well just start putting Anthony in to get his ass kicked. So I guess they'll make that decision halfway through camp to decide whether or not they just want to, you know, trial by fire with Anthony Richardson or if they want to go Gardner Menchu because the guy's not bad. I mean, shit, what what has he got, a 500 win record? I mean, that's not a bad way to start a season. If you got a good defense and a 500 quarterback like Gardner Menchu, I mean, you can go to the playoffs, just saying. Uh, uh, Corey Davis, for some reason, still plays football, and he is a New York Jet. So this guy is guaranteed a roster spot per Robert Sulla said he will be on this team so man I don't know I know they got rid of Elijah Moore I know Elijah Moore was kind of a diva but come on the 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 talent of Elijah Moore or Corey Davis I know Corey Davis had the draft capital but this guy he he never panned out he never did shit so I I I I don't even know why they bother I mean this guy's not going to turn into anything I would just give an undrafted free agent a better shot um, than Corey Davis. He's We know what Corey Davis is. He's certainly not going to be fantasy football relevant, especially because unless your name is Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb on the Jets, I mean, you know who ain't going to throw you the ball. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson, Cobb, and Lazard. That's it. He's trying to build the fucking Packers East, and, you know, it is what it is at this point. But for some reason, they guarantee Corey Davis a job, and that makes no sense to me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that with any of my players. I would, I'd make them fight. What, what, what did they say? Iron sharpens iron. And when you just give a guy a fucking spot, that is not iron sharpening iron. Uh, Dan Arnold is now uh, a tight end. Uh, he joined the Philadelphia Eagles uh, tight end core. Uh, Daniel Arnold was originally drafted by, I believe, the Cardinals. I know I had him on a dynasty league. I think he's bounced around a little bit since then. I don't really see this as fantasy football relevant uh, with anything going on out there. But they do have, you know, Dallas Goddard. And Dallas Goddard is a stud. So, I mean, that's who my number one is. Dan Arnold may be like a deep, deep dynasty play. Uh, Lamar Jackson officially signed his $260 million contract. I kind of look like an asshole on this. If you follow me on Instagram and NFL Troy or TikTok and NFL Troy, uh, you'll see me um, making fun of Lamar Jackson where I, I have a picture of the water boy. And uh, there's a picture of Lamar Jackson's face on the water boy. And it's like, mama told me I'm worth $250 million, you know, like, and now I look like an asshole because now we got paid $260 million. So good on you, Lamar. $185 million guaranteed. Uh, man, man, a- as a franchise, I wouldn't do this. I-, I certainly wouldn't because this guy can't stay healthy. I would do it for 
Um, Patrick Mahomes, I would do this for, um, fuck, who's that big, tall white boy in Buffalo? Why? Oh, Josh Allen. Like, there is talent. Oh, uh, Joe Burrow. Those three, I would pay this exorbitant amount of money because the way they play football, they're almost, you know, other than Joe Burrow's freak accident injury, they're kind of guaranteed to be on the field. And Lamar is yet to finish a season. So, either way, you know, at least – if he gets hurt doing what he loves, he'll be he'll have generational wealth at the $185 million, and I'm happy for him. I'm just glad he's not a Niner. As talented as he is, you can't guarantee he'll always be on the field. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if you remember, he did not sign his franchise tag, and I don't blame him. I wouldn't have signed it either. I mean, you could get hurt out there, and you're done, and you only get paid for one year. I, I think they should get rid of the franchise tag. I think it's kind of messed up for the players. But Saquon Barkley um, is back in contract negotiations. They have, quote-unquote, reconvened with the team because he hasn't signed his contract yet. And he could sit out and do that Le'Veon Bell bullshit where we think he's going to sign because who would pass on, like, uh, what, $13, $14 million? Nobody would. Well, Le'Veon Bell did, and he kind of set the stage for that. And, yes, he stayed healthy, but he never ended up getting paid. Meanwhile, in fantasy football, People were drafting Le'Veon Bell in like the back of the first round, and the fucking guy never played. Oh, that was such a tough year. Like we're like, no, he's guaranteed to get a full year of uh, of um, a tenure if he's long as he signs within like six weeks. So people were drafting him left and right, and that did not work out for anybody, including probably Le'Veon Bell, because you know he, he he didn't get paid. Simple as that. Randall Cobb, shocker, goes to the New York Jets because of nepotism. I wish somebody looked at me the way that Aaron Rodgers looks at old, broken-down wide receivers. I'm surprised fucking Jordy Nelson hasn't signed. Clay Matthews, fuck on my Instagram account and TikTok. I made a joke uh, post about him uh, being the captain or the GM of the team and how he would uh, make sure Clay Matthews and Jordy Nelson was signed. And you should have saw the fucking Jets fans, man. They were like, no, that is untrue. It's, of course it's fucking untrue. I'm telling a joke, you nitwit. But yeah, uh, shockingly, Randall Cobb is on the team. Randall Cobb, he had 50 targets last year in 13 games. He got a whopping 417 yards. I mean, Fuck, Aaron. What are you trying to do, man? Are you trying to run it back with players that were good, like, from seven years ago? Just, it's kind of baffling to me. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is now the starter, um, or is still the starter, uh, for the uh, Tennessee Titans. I, I think this is best for the team, but we all know they jumped up and grabbed Will Levis at number 33 overall, and he is supposedly going to be the future. But, fuck, man, Tannehill ain't terrible. He ain't bad. He he took his team to the playoffs Um Hell, they were the number one seed the prior year, and they were like, what, 9-2 and two or something before he got injured? Like, Tannehill's not bad. Yes, he, he kind of gets hurt from time to time, but fuck, look at the Niners. People get hurt all the time. I don't know why. Like, I understand drafting a second-string quarterback and prepping him to take over. I get that. But to make a, a statement like he's still our starter, like as if it could change at a moment's notice, I highly doubt Will Levis is going to sit there and uh, supplant um, Mr. Ryan Tannehill unless they just want to get the ball rolling. They want to bench him because they know Tannehill isn't a long-term option. But, I mean, fuck. If you have Derrick Henry, a solid defense the way they do, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be competitive and pushing towards the playoffs. It's it's just that simple. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, did not get his fifth-year option, fifth option picked up. Uh, no shit. 
Only about a third of the players in that draft class actually had theirs picked up, and he was certainly not one of them. He hasn't done anything special. He only averages about 800 yards per year. He's in a huge running back by committee, committee, which I'm not excited about. They got, what, Isaiah Pacheco. They got Clyde Edwards. They got Jarek McKinnon, and they run it that way. They don't necessarily go with a hot hand. Like, you could start Pacheco and get, like, four carries, three targets. Like, fuck that, man. I'm avoiding the fuck out of the Chiefs. The only Chief I want on my team is Pat Mahomes because he's a beast, and at least I know his guaranteed production. The way they run that offense, oh, I lied. Travis Kelsey. Fucking love Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes make my make my uh, pants get warmer. You know, they just, they're so fucking good, and they're guaranteed, but nobody else. Wide receivers and running back, you can't rely on production from any of those assholes. Uh, Jalen Rager, um, is uh, the option was not picked up either. No shit. Uh, the story of Jalen Rager has always been kind of funny how the Eagles re- reached out and they grabbed Jalen Rager uh, instead of uh, Justin Jefferson who fell to one pick behind which was obviously picked up by the Vikings Uh, I think that's funny I think that's going to go down as like the biggest uh, blunder in in quite some time or you know could you imagine if Ryan Leaf went before Peyton Manning and and supposedly the day of they didn't know if they were going to go Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning and obviously they went Peyton but fuck could you imagine if they went Ryan Leaf first my God. Anyway, Jerk McKinnon officially signed a one-year contract with the um, Chiefs. Scares me. Again, big, big backfield, and they like to spread the ball around. They like the hot hand approach. It's not always Pacheco. It's not always McKinnon, and it's not always Clyde, but it could be. Therefore, I'm staying the fuck away from that backfield. I want nothing to do with it. Jared Goff, can you believe they're in contract uh, negotiations right now. I mean, when they traded him off to Detroit, it was like, here, you pay him because we can't. Uh, and, and you know, after a couple of years, you can finally drop his ass. Now they want to extend him. And you know what? He kind of deserves it because Detroit, the offense is not the problem. It is not the problem. It's the defense where you're getting boat raced up to like 40 points a game. But Jared Goff has been serviceable. Like he's made Amase Brown look good. Um, obviously, they've opened up the pass game to the point where you're able to really function with that running game because you do fear the pass, surprisingly, when Jared Goff is under center. And let's not forget, he was a part of a huge Rams team that went all the way to the Super Bowl. And of course, it was a dud game. It was like 3-9. It was the most boring fucking game I've ever seen in my life. But at the same time, Goff got him there. You got to respect it. So, yeah, you can build a team around Goff. I think he's a slightly above average quarterback. And if you treat him that way and you pay him accurately and you build up that defense, I think you could make a playoff run every single year kind of similar to uh, Garoppolo. Fuck, I'd rather have Goff than Garoppolo, to be honest with you. Isaiah McKenzie is now on Indiana, if you didn't know that. Uh, he is a Colt. Um, looks like he's going to have some some competition with Josh Downs. I would avoid all wide receivers in Indianapolis. I don't want McKenzie. I don't want Josh Downs. Maybe in Dynasty, but this year in redraft, I'm avoiding it all because they have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they got Gardner Menchu, but we know they're going to give it to Richardson at some point. And no wide receiver was really that great with a rookie quarterback, That at least that I can remember. Uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, looks like they're going to duke it out. With Charbonnet and Walker, uh, Pete Carroll said, we know that uh, Charbonnet is phenomenal at catching the ball. But then again, so is Walker. So we'll see what happens in camp. So in other words, it's a big fist fight going. I think that's great for the team to have that kind of flexibility and that kind of iron sharpens iron uh, mentality. But as a fantasy football player or dynasty owner of Walker or Charbonnet, it's kind of scary. 
I don't know who's going to get it. I don't know if it's a 60-40, a 50-50. Like, are they each going to get 15 carries a game? Like, it kind of scares me altogether. I'll probably avoid that backfield as well. Jordan Love signs a one-year contract with Green Bay for $22.5 million, uh, 13.5 guaranteed. Holy shit, this guy has only played, like, what, three games ever? And they're already giving him, like, Jimmy Garoppolo money? It's like, fuck, man, earn it first. So he's got a one-year contract, and if he does well, we know he'll get paid because Green Bay needs a fucking quarterback, and they've been prepping this guy forever. Uh, Malik Willis is supposedly still the backup quarterback in Tennessee. Ah, my ass. I I disagree, dude. I saw you play last year. You look like dog shit. I would say that's immediately going to be Will Levis' backup role. So anyway, moving on, we got Damian Harris is now the running back in Buffalo. We all know that, but he's going to he's slated to work alongside Cook. So I kind of see it the way it was in New England. You got your first and first and second down with Harris, and then you got Cook as your third down role. Again, running back by committee. I don't like those. I man, this year I want to go heavy on running backs, the ones that I know get all three downs, because there aren't that many of them this year. It seems like most um, most running back scenarios and backfields are, are changing to the point where they want to keep everybody healthy, which sucks for fantasy. But fuck, man. I mean, the Saquons of the world are few and far between the CMCs. Uh, Camaro's going to get suspended, so you can't really pick him. Um, Cook, same thing. Like he, I, I, This year, you got to invest early and heavy in a running back because the difference in a, like a top five running back and then a six through like 12 is going to be immense, in my opinion, because there aren't too many workhorses around these days. Jerry Duty was one of the few people that did get his fifth uh, year option picked up, so he will be slated in there. He's had a pretty good year. He had 67 uh, receptions for 972 yards and uh, six touchdowns. If Russell gets better, Judy's going to be a stud. I don't know if I'm going to say Russell getting better. We already know he was a stud for for years. And then he just kind of had a mental brain fart. Like, he walked around with a three-team. Like, it just... I'm sorry, dude. You got to be really good if you want to be a brand. You can't be a brand and be an average quarterback in the NFL. That's like saying Gardner Minshew could have a fucking team. But you know what? The the quarterback play that you gave last year, I'd rather have fucking Gardner Minshew playing. But we'll see if Russ could turn around, especially with Sean Payton, who's kind of an offensive genius. Uh, speaking of Gardner, Gardner Minshew, he is currently the starter in Indianapolis, and good for you, dude. So he'll be there babysitting it for Anthony Richardson until they get enough pressure or for whatever reason they want to switch it over. I think Richardson is super fucking raw, kind of like Trey Lance. I would bench him for an entire year. I would let him play cleanup duty. I would let him learn the field. I mean, he is a raw physical talent. I don't see him as a game manager right away. So, you know, give him a year to marinate. Let Menchu get take the lumps. That's the way I would run the team. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a fan. Uh, Latavius Murray is also in Buffalo uh, fighting for carries with Harris and Cook. Just kind of reminding everybody, uh, he had a pretty decent year last year. He had 703 yards, and he didn't even start the year on in Denver. So that's kind of unique, but now he's in Buffalo. So we'll see what he's capable of. He is at the twilight of his career. He's 33 years old. So holy crap, what happened to time? I remember when Latavius Murray was a Raider and he was a stud. Uh, Khalil Herbert's going to have some competition. And now they have Deonta Foreman as well as the uh, fourth-round draft pick, Roshan Johnson. So that could be another running back by committee. I think Khalil is probably going to be 
He's going to start out strong. I don't know if he's going to be able to carry the torch the whole time because every year he plays, he finds a way to get hurt as well. And that's been the only knock on Khalil is he misses four or five games a year. It kind of reminds me of uh, Dalvin Cook a little bit. But with that said, I, I'm still positive. Um, I'm still optimistic on Khalil Herbert being the number one in that. And, and they do kind of run a a workhorse uh, mentality. Yeah, yeah they'll give uh, a couple series to another guy, but they don't like take guys out on the third down just because they think they could catch a ball better. I really like Khalil Herbert this year with Justin Fields, uh, some actual weapons out there as wide receivers, unlike last year where you got fucking Darnell Mooney. Like, they got some dogs finally, and I'm excited for them. I actually have Justin Fields in a keeper league, and guess what? He only cost me $1 in an auction draft next year, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Foreman joined Chicago. Jamal Williams is obviously as a, is a New Orleans Saint, and it's going to be him... And that new cat, Kendra Miller, because Alvin at some point is going to get suspended for that Las Vegas uh, fist fight. But I'm kind of scared of this backfield. Like, I think they're going to try to give it to Kendra Miller um, on the uh, um, in between the 20s. And then uh, after that, from like in the in the uh, goal, I want to call it the gold zone. That's not right. In the red zone. I think it's going to be Jamal Williams because he's a fucking monster. So with that said, like I'm afraid of this backfield. I'm going to avoid it this year, but in a keeper league, if I can get Kendra Miller relatively cheap or in dynasty, I'm certainly going to reach for that because Jamal Williams is not a long-term option. He's 28 years old. Alvin Kamara is expensive. And at the end of his, um, career in new orleans like they'll let him go because he's just expensive to keep around and you'll just keep feeding it with cheaper running backs so i really see this as a kendra miller show next year so in keeper and dynasty go ahead and invest uh joe mixon i mean zach taylor still likes him you know he is uh 12.8 million dollars against the cap this year he has had some legal issues i guess he pulled a gun on some poor kids running around the back green belt area of his house uh, doing a Nerf fight. And I guess he thought they were real guns. And like, I read this whole thing on Twitter and, and followed with the police departments and the summons and all that with the local court thing. It was pretty crazy. I mean, obviously it's all alleged at this point. He hasn't been convicted of shit, but there's a lot going on in the back scene to where they may miss Joe Mixon for a couple games, six games or something. I'm not sure if anyone's ever pulled a gun on a kid before in the NFL. I know it was not exactly intentional to where he's running around being a fucking menace i know if i saw a bunch of kids in my backyard running around with things that looked like real weapons i would certainly hold my sidearm <laughs> but i'd call the police i wouldn't run outside like fucking commando but anyway joe mixon's a stud zach taylor's all in he wants him around this year if he can get his legal issues solved good for him uh richard penny um he is um obviously in philly with swift now swift traded literally during the draft and i see this as a richard penny show until he gets injured and I hate saying that. I hate predicting injury, but fuck, when it happens four out of four years, it's kind of the thing. So that's that's why I think the ADP on Rashard Penny is like the seventh round right now. And you know what? I'll probably grab it because Philly's got a great offensive line. Everybody's afraid that Hurts is going to run the ball anyway. Fuck, they got A.J. Brown. Like, they got some fucking dogs out there in Philly. And even if I only get seven good games out of the uh, backfield in Philly, I am fine with that. I'll take those seven games for a seventh-round pick any day because I know that is a, a an explosive thing. In best-case scenario, he doesn't get hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, I just got a, a very affordable uh, um, running back number one. Uh, moving on, Trey Lance. Uh, this is the last part I have for my news for this week. Uh, he got full medical clearance. I really see Trey Lance starting the season out 
maybe for the first four games or so until Brock Purdy gets healthy. It sounds like they're really leaning the Brock Purdy route. And as you should, the guy has earned it. He's a phenomenal game manager. He's not a bad quarterback. He's definitely, I would say, above average if he continues at the level of play that he's had. And that's all you need in the San Francisco back is to, I was back in the San Francisco um, um, scheme is they have a great defense. They got game, uh, uh, they got yards after carry wide receivers, tight ends, fullbacks, uh, running backs, everything. You just need a game manager who's not going to turn the ball over and who's just going to feed their players and run a good defense. And you're going to go to the championship every year. Now, whether or not you went to a Super Bowl, that's another fucking thing, but at least you don't have to worry about finding an elite quarterback. So, Trey, you have your time to shine. If you fucking ball out those first four games, I'm, I'm, maybe you could win the spot back. I don't know, dude. Or maybe they'll say Brock Purdy is still recovering when he's not. But this is going to be your chance. You're given another chance to take over the, uh, the gold helmet in uh, San Francisco. You know, best of luck to you. That's all I got for updates this week. I will update you again next week on what's going on. This is kind of the dead part of the year where the draft is over, free agency is over, and now we're just all making up bullshit content, letting you know about news until something actually ironclad comes out. Uh, Next week, I'll do another mock draft because I fucking love them. You guys have a good night.